Friendship 101. Everything you want to know about how to be a good friend. Are you a good friend? Are you good friend material? Do you have the number of friends you want? Are no friends at all? Are too many friends? If you want to be a better friend, then this episode is for you. We'll dive in right after a quick word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the Buy Now button, or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or eBooks, and start changing your life now. Hello there. Welcome to episode 90 of the Gentleman's Guide to Excellence podcast. 90 episodes. Can you believe it? 90. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Excellence, as well as my first book, The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, both available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. Today I want to talk about friendship, friendship, and how to be a better friend and how to manage your cohort or groups of friends. Now, this might be second nature to a lot of you. Maybe it may sound too easy, too simple, but I think, I suspect that many folks out there listening will benefit from digging into the subject just a little. Why? Well, maybe you aren't 100% satisfied with all of your friends, like how they're treating you, and you don't know what to do about it. Maybe some are good and you want to keep them. Maybe some of them are mistreating you and you feel in your gut that something, there's something wrong with that, but you don't know how to like get out of it or fix it or repair it. Maybe you are overwhelmed at the demands on your time from your existing friends. Maybe you have too many. Maybe they're too needy and you need to have a better balance, but don't know how to negotiate that or express that. Maybe you have trouble holding on to friends that you'd like to keep around. People are drifting away from you. You don't know why and you don't want it. Or maybe you have no friends at all and that and would like to change that. All right, so what is friendship? All right, now, so sadly, I am about to quote a couple excerpts from the, Wiki, the English Wikipedia article on friendship uh, because I like to go and just define things. I think it's helpful. Plus, we got listeners from all around the world and just like to go and level set and make sure we're all on the same page here. So, quoting from the Wikipedia article on friendship, friendship is a relationship of mutual affection between people. It is a stronger form of interpersonal bond than an acquaintance or an association such as a classmate, 
neighbor, or colleague. In some cultures, the concept of friendship is restricted to a small number of very deep relationships. In others, such as the United States and Canada, a person could have many friends, plus perhaps a more intense relationship with one or two people who may be called best friends, unquote. Later on in that same article, there was another uh, sentence or two that caught my eye that I want to share with you. Quote, Although there are many forms of friendship, some of which may vary from place to place, certain characteristics are present in many such bonds. Such features include choosing to be with one another, enjoying time spent together, and being able to engage in a positive and supportive role to one another. That's very important. All right, unquote. I believe the strongest friendships are based on certain foundational pillars, and those pillars to me include integrity, caring, heart, having good intentions, you know, having their best interest at heart, having mutual interest, at least to some extent, is helpful, and, and investing time and being willing to cultivate the relationship, or in other words, simple terms, just working on the friendship, being, will, being able to, being willing to invest time to work on that friendship. And that brings me to my first, like, major point. If you don't cultivate, for lack of a better term, cultivate your relationships, and I mean treat your your friendships specifically, kind of like plants in a garden, you might lose them. I mean, you kind of need to water them and feed them and protect them. You know, like, don't let the friendship burn in the sun. Don't let it freeze to death. And you got to, like, weed the garden so that your friendship can can thrive. In my experience, at least with many people, you can't just ignore your friends for extended periods of time. You know, don't talk to them and expect them to just be there whenever you want. It is a two-way thing, a two-way flow of value, a two-way investment. But exactly how much and how and how you do that is something the two of you need to tune to your tastes and preferences and your your time and availability. If hey, if they aren't reaching out to you, someone that you want to have a relationship with, you want to have, that you want to maintain your friendship with, ping them, reach out to them, and that doesn't have to be more than a hey, how are you doing? I've been thinking about you. What's what's up? My second point I want to make is, does it matter, you know, male compared to female friends, the ratio? Should you generally speak, have, as a man, mostly male friends, mostly female friends, or a mixture? I could just speak for myself because I don't think there's one set answer to that. I personally prefer a mix in, in my garden analogy, and I go person by person and not by the whole gender. I don't try to go and, like, collect a bunch of guy friends, and I don't try to go collect a bunch of female friends. There are plenty of good and bad friend candidates of both types out there, and I've been delighted and thrilled and disappointed and let down by both both types of people. So the way I think about it is I, I want only a manageable number, a small in my case, manageable number of excellent people or people at least on a good trajectory in life and who are truly good to their core in, you know, in my garden. I don't want bad apples. I don't want people to waste my time. I don't, I want the kind of like, eh, this is not a good analogy, but like the cost benefit ratio, the cost benefit analysis of having someone in my life to make sense. I don't need anything. I've got money. I'm fine all by myself, but it is useful to have friends to go and bounce ideas off of people to go and get, be able to solicit like trusted opinions from them. It's really valuable, but I don't have a, a like a lot of space 
for that, I don't have a lot of time to spare because I'm probably a little bit too busy. And also, I'm very comfortable just having a small, manageable num number of very high-quality people in my friendship circle. Let's get more specific. What does a good friend look like? What does a good friendship look like and feel like to you? So I was like Googling around trying to think about this and comparing it to my own life experiences. And a few, a few things popped up. I'll just skim over them. Uh, one was they are not competitive. Friends don't size each other up. I think being competitive and jealous and worrying about what one person has in the bank or in their wallet or what they have compared to another isn't helpful because I don't judge a person's quality that way. I don't because I've seen people who are superb who don't or have very modest or humble kind of holdings, assets, money. And I've seen giant piles of shit who are millionaires. So I can't really go by that. And I don't really think that way. And I am, I am uh, mindful of like if, if we're out, if, we're, if I'm out with friends and some of us have more of ability to pay for a bill than another, we like to very delicately make that a non-issue and just make the bills disappear because we don't want a friend to feel like they can't participate in something because they can't chip in some equal share into whatever something costs. I do think about that. That's a, that's a kind of a rough one because you don't want to... Um, Make anybody, make anyone feel small because you're not let, ever letting them pick up a check. So you got to be careful about that. But I also don't want to be a problem for anybody's budget because I, I don't really give a shit what things cost. I don't care. But I don't want to cause a hardship for anyone else. Uh, another point is they value honesty. I think that's pretty that's pretty clear. It's it's important that you can trust each other and that you conduct yourself in a trustworthy way and you're a high integrity person. They stick up for each other is another one that, that stood out to me. They stick up for each other. They support each other. I think that that's a common mistake. And I've lost when I was younger and I didn't have all these rules and made the investment and time to figure out how to be a better person myself. I've screwed this up before and I lost somebody I cared about because I wasn't careful enough to be supportive of them at all times. I wasn't working against them. It's just I didn't speak up when they were having a, having a problem just to give supportive words and it hurt the hurt the friendship and eventually we drifted apart. But the, this point was they stick up for each other. I say, I add on to that, supplement that with, they're supportive of one another and sometimes it doesn't have to be full-throated. You really believe in them and what they're doing kind of support. You can disagree and just keep your mouth shut if it doesn't matter and just be supportive of them. No matter what they want to do, they're your friend, you're in it for life. And they might value having even just one person in their corner who's rooting for them. That you're you're vocal about that at least. Another point that came up is they are invested. I think that aligns well with what I spelled out earlier as being the foundational pillars of the uh, what I believe is necessary to be a really good friend. You're invested. You're willing to spend the time. You're willing to work on the friendship. You're willing to invest time to go and cultivate and help grow and sustain your relationships with people in general, but especially your friends and your closest friends. Absolutely. They accept each other is another one that came up. And I think that's true too, because who's perfect? You know, I strive to have some Mount Olympus quality people in my life, but we aren't. I'm not. I'm full of flaws and screwed up and make mistakes all the time, but I try to do better and, um, I hope people can accept me for who I am because I'm definitely, I've definitely got their best interest at heart. I will definitely, if I'm making a mistake, apologize for it, but I'll, I'll try not to do that. I'm trying to always 
do good things and be a, an asset, somebody that they want in their lives, that they want to spend time with, that they want at the table, that they, they can confide and they can rely on. And just in general, just, just to be clear, I don't consider all my friends like at like an equal status. Like I've got like really super close friends and that's a very, very, very small number of people. And then I got other friends because basically, and this is another major point and piece of advice I have for you. Keep your circle tight. Keep your circle of friends tight, a tight circle. Now I say keep a tight circle and I feel it is fine if you can count those people on just one or both of your hands, one or both hands. Now, but I have hundreds of people, several hundred, and a trusted network, but those aren't my personal friends. So I've got like a very tiny core of very trusted people that I hang, hang around with and I'm, they can get time for me at will. And then I have like another circle that's like an outer band of it that's friends I you know, spend time together just sometimes, but I still like them. And then there's uh, several hundred, maybe a thousand or 1500 in total of varying degrees of trusted folks. I would say I've got about 400 people in a, in a very close trusted network. And then beyond that, there's probably another thousand or so beyond that, that are uh, people I trust a little bit more that I've, I've kind of accumulated over my working life and in business that I, that that's an extremely valuable asset to me, by the way, but. But those, 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 that final thousand, I would say they're in the kind of like the outermost orbit of casual friends. Maybe I know all of them, but they're probably more like colleagues or not business partners, but I guess colleagues and associates, I guess it's probably closer to the truth. All right. With that said, I think that's pretty much cover what like the good points. So what does a bad friend look like? What does it, what does a bad friend feel like? What does a shitty friend feel like? And there's a lot of things that can go wrong there. People are weird sometimes and they got their funny motivations. So I'll just zip through a bunch of behaviors and I hope this doesn't ring out too true to you. But unfortunately in your life, you've probably seen all these examples I'm going to give you on your own. Some people just, they'll put you down. They're not supportive. That's not good friend behavior. And if you've got someone in your life who is doing that, who makes you feel worse, who's not uplifting you, who's not supportive of your wins, who is not cheerleading when you're working towards your goals and having successes in your life. I don't need that around me. And I suggest you reconsider having someone like that close into you. If you've got that problem, another example of what a bad friend might do is they always have to make the decisions They make, they always call the shots. They decide what restaurant you go to, they decide how you spend your time together. They try to go and boss you around. They're not really respectful of what you want, what you want to do in your time. That's not good. A bad friend also might just respond to you, like to your emails, to your phone calls, to your texts, to your social media messaging, when they find it it's convenient, or maybe they won't respond back at all unless they need something from you. That's kind of suggestive of maybe perhaps your friendship's a little too one way, and maybe the return on investment in this friendship is not ideal for you. Maybe that person needs to be let go or replaced. If they are dumping on you, all they do is just drag you down with their negativity and talking about people and gossip and you're feeling kind of icky after you deal with them. You don't feel better. That's a warning sign. If they don't respect your time, like you go and make arrangements to go and meet someplace or have a meeting or have a phone call and they cancel on you like all the time, they don't, are not respectful of your time. That's, that's bad. That's not acceptable. It's not good. If the friendship is taking a toll on your self-confidence is another one that came up. 
that's also quite bad. That's uh, to me, that's an extreme example. That's an egregiously bad uh, behavior on the part of a, like a bad friend. And you probably need to, on an emergency basis, eject that person from your life. If they were tearing you down to that, to, to the point where it's affecting your self-confidence and how you feel about yourself. If they don't listen to you, that's not, that's not good. If you express yourself to them and they don't seem to listen and they don't seem to care about your problems, it's a, just a one way thing. They got, you're expected to listen to their problems and help them. That's, and again, it needs to be a two way thing. In general, if you just, I mean, you know it when you see it, right? If you think about it, you know it when you see it. If you've got a friend and you, it's kind of irks you after you have some kind of like you meet up with them or you spent time with them or you've talked to them a little bit and you feel in your gut, this isn't worth it. Maybe you should listen to yourself, listen to your gut. So that brings me to another major point I want to make. I am a huge proponent of periodically culling or purging people who don't deserve to be in my inner circle anymore. Let me say that again. I am a proponent of a periodic culling or purging of people who don't deserve to be in your inner circle anymore. In other words, in simpler language, don't be afraid to fire a bad friend, to unavail yourself of their friendship. Do not be afraid to fire them or disassociate yourself from them or cut off contact or just stop communicating. You'll feel better right away. Trust me, you'll feel better. Try it sometime with your shittiest friend. Get rid of them. Fire them. Then, if you've got room, if you've got time, hire a new, better friend. If you have room in your organization, you're the CEO of your a corporation there, right? You, your whole team, your whole operation. If you've got room for another, better friend, you'll find them. You're a good person. You're constantly improving every day, and people will see that, and you can definitely eject Someone who's not really cutting the mustard, go and get them out of your life and make room for someone else who will treat you better, who will make you feel better. And I want to close with a word of caution. As you follow the process in the books and you do better and better and you progress through life and you're enjoying that prosperity that hopefully will follow, some folks who might have kept their distance from you before or shunned you entirely even, didn't want anything to do with you, they might want in. Once they see the money's flowing and you're moving up in the world, you're moving up in the office, you're moving up in your business and you're just doing better. Some people value that material stuff and more and they'll want in. Now, the way I see the world and life, I am very much an in-demand type of friend. I, I'm, I consider myself good friend material. I, I and this is going to sound weird, but I consider myself almost like a luxury good when it comes to being a friend. And if someone didn't want to associate and mutually support each, each other, like with me before when I had more modest things and I wasn't doing as well, and I was just trying to struggle and come up, I don't want them now. If they didn't like me before, I'm still kind of the same person. I'm the same person 24 seven, really. And if they didn't like me before they thought I wasn't worth it, I really don't want them now. Now you do as you please, but please be mindful of that situation changing for you as you continue to progress in life and as your hard work and your continuous improvement pays off and shows visible results. Watch out. It's kind of like, kind of like gold digging with women who want your money, but it's kind of like, I don't know what the word is, but like gold digging for friends, they want to kind of like upgrade their situation 
by being with people doing better and who have more money, but I don't think that's a recipe for a high quality friendship. All right, that's all I have for today. Let's get after it out there and I'll see you next week.